Welcome to the Inspiring Leadership podcast series. This is aimed for you aspiring leaders, whatever level you're at, whether you're beginning out in your careers as managers and leaders, whether you're in middle ranking roles, or whether you're CEOs and chairman of boards, there's always something we can all learn. And it's particularly the skills, stories, tips and techniques that you can pass on to those you lead and your teams. Hello, I'm Jonathan Bowman-Perks and welcome back to the Inspiring Leadership Series uh, and at my favourite time of the week. I'm very lucky to have uh, an old friend of mine, Lieutenant General Sir Nick Pope, who has had an incredibly successful army career, uh, ending up as the Deputy Chief of the General Staff. And um, Nick was uh, a fellow Royal Signals Officer with me in our early careers. Um, he a lovely story that he went to, he wanted to go to Bristol, but he was a Bristol reject and actually ended up going to Cambridge, which is a lovely understatement to read uh, economics at Jesus College Cambridge. Um, and then on into a career within the army, which I'll get him to talk a bit about this, the phases of his career. But um, now coming to the end of his time and on to his civilian career, which is coming next for him. And there's many options that he could do. But Nick, great to have you here. Uh, tell me about the sort of the stage of your career. I love the way you described it. So Jonathan, thanks for having me here today. And it's great that we start off moving into your career with a sort of strategic failure. So a Bristol reject. And it's a great way of, of actually um, starting off, which has been a long and particularly undistinguished career. But I like to think about um, a career in three, three parts. So part one of the career, the first decade or so, was in field operations jobs at regimental duty, doing jobs that we would call junior command appointments. The second phase, the middle phase, is really learning about the trappings of the bureaucracy. So staff appointments in the Ministry of Defence and across the army, but particularly in my case in the Ministry of Defence, um, dispelling soul-crushing negativity upon the masses. <laughs> and then the last third has been really in strategic leadership positions, leading leaders to take our great public sector organisation forward. Great. And, and in those leaders that you've uh, worked with, you were talking about uh, people who inspired you and, and what you learned from them. Who would be, in your story, who would be the leader that inspired you and what was it that they did that, that others who are listening might, might take some bits out of that and go, that's something I could aspire to do? So I want to talk about David Richards. Um, David Richards finished as Chief of the Defence Staff, now Lord Richards of First Monsoon. But I want to take you back to 2007 when NATO was going to go to Afghanistan and expand our control of the regions in Afghanistan. And David Richards was at that stage in command of a core headquarters in Germany, the Allied Rapid Reaction Corps. And I think I want to pin up three things about how I think he achieved success in that particular mission. The first thing was about developing a team. David was brilliant at bringing out uh, team practices, uh, giving uh, empowerment to people, letting them do their own roles. He trusted his organization. By trusting it, his organization responded to him. The second thing that I think he was very good at was um, stakeholder engagement. I think Kipling talked about talking with crowds and keeping your virtue, or walking with kings and not losing your common touch. That was David Richards to a man. 
he could actually talk to President Karzai, he'd be friends with Tony Blair, he talked to the Prime Minister of Canada. But equally, he could sit next to Signal Green at the table at lunchtime and engage with her uh, fantastically. And the third thing that he had, I think, was the ability to crystallize on what was important. So he, he spent a lot of time working out what the mission was going to be, understanding the purpose, communicating that purpose to people, and ensuring that actually we measured our progress against that purpose. So mission, team, and then the individual himself. Brilliant. And the one that many people are often interested in, because I've made more mistakes than I can shake a stick at, was, was what we learn for when things don't work out, particularly for ourselves. So you've got an example corporate level, but could you also, yeah. after that, perhaps tell a personal one? But well, what, what are you seeing corporate-wise, or I'll in whatever order? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple, actually. So the first thing from a, from a corporate level, I'm lucky enough to be chair of the Gurkha Welfare Trust, which is about delivering welfare support to old pensioners in Nepal. Um, the operational circumstances have changed over the last um, five or ten years. The diaspora is increasingly getting older. Its needs are changing. So what became, what was a transactional relationship dispensing individual pensions through area welfare centres has become over time a need for medical support, medical provision. So that requires doctors and nurses and healthcare assistants. Great, fantastic way of delivering. But what we've done is to disenfranchise our old Gurkha officers who were there dispensing responsibility. And I think along the way, we lost the ability to communicate effectively with those old people. Mm. Our mistake as an organization, we've got to do something to rectify it. On an individual level, I've had a number of 360 degree reports throughout my career. And people say two things to me. One, you're arrogant. And two, you never communicate enough. And they're absolutely right. Um, I sometimes have this ability to try and do everything myself and not use the team to its best effect. And so over the last four or five years, I think I've tried really hard to get inside people's minds and to talk to people, to listen to people, and to make them feel part of the journey of progress. Okay, it's nice for you to be clear about that. And what would be a couple of final tips? We've got about two or three minutes, so we've got a bit of time. What would be a couple of final tips that you'd give to, to our audience about some top tips that business leaders could apply as they aspire to go up, or perhaps their CEOs or COOs of operations? What have you found as has been good advice you've been given that's worked for you as you've done some really demanding jobs throughout your time with forces? So I've just written my sort of soliloquy to the army, basically, for the general staff newsletter. And I finished it with three little sub-phrases uh, which have characterized my last two or three years in, in the job I've been doing. And it was stay positive, embrace challenge, and smile more. And let me pick up each of those three if yeah, yeah. I can. So positivity, um, words that I try and avoid, um, uncertainty, fear, blockage, disenfranchisement, words that I do like, um, challenge, um, energy, positivity, um, enthusiasm. And the more you can concentrate on the latter four words and marginalize the first four words, so much the better. When I talk about embracing challenge, I was once um, asked about what I thought about criticism. My immediate reaction was to do this. It's a military thing, to hide behind yourself. 
But actually, if you go to some of the um, really good consultancy uh, organizations, they talk about positive criticism. And we've tried really hard in the army over the last two or three years to come up with a challenge culture, to enable youngsters in the organization to be able to have the confidence and actually the opportunity to come back to the senior leadership to say, hey, come on, that's not quite right. Yeah. And that's worked really, really effectively. And most effectively, when you get the most junior people in the organization, getting the opportunity to speak to the senior leadership. Really important. And then smile more. Because if you're delivering a change program and it's not fun, then you haven't got it quite right. Nick, thank you very much. As always, real Great pleasure to see, to you, see you. Congratulations on an incredibly successful career. And whoever is Average lucky enough career. to whoever we'll to many of them, whoever's lucky enough to get you next will be very fortunate. So thank you very much indeed. Thanks, pleasure. So now you've heard from one of the inspiring leaders that I've interviewed, what are you going to do next? If you want to get some more free material, go to my website, jonathanperks.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Bowman Perks. And there you can get access to my books, uh, Inspiring Leadership and Top Tips for Inspiring Leaders. But if you want to actually do something about being a leader and constantly improving your game, raising your performance, get in touch with me about coaching you or one of your team that you want to raise the game for them. It's got to be people who want to be good to great, not people who you're trying to fire. And if you're looking for a motivational speaker, get in touch. Or if you want me to work with your team coach, I would be delighted to help you.